Are we back? I think we're back. <laughs> Click clack. We're back. <laughs> well, it's only been like an entire I quarter. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's been probably what like it's six been a months. Hot moment. <laughs> Almost we're six so months. Sorry to have um, neglect our loyal listeners. Yeah, um, we were we. It's like when you just throw away the Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. We have um collectively lived several lifetimes since our last episode on August like what 4th, 2023. Yeah, August 4th, so, I think was when it was published. Yeah, it's been a moment, but we have plenty of content to cover <laughs> for today. Well, Manny had to go um, through like double, triple the amount of lifetimes that I went through. Yeah, she, I was really, there's a lot going on, like, the latter half of this year. So, some great ups, some low downs, and um, honestly, I'm happy to, like, close out the year with, like, this kind of, like, reflection that I've been doing all this week, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the podcast is nice, I've been writing a lot today, and so it's kind of like a we're nearing the end we can like shake all this off for 2023 and then yeah it'll be a new year like oh my god yeah the next week which is really cool before the new year is i think something that should be required by law for everybody yes oh my god i will i will not go further into it or brag but it has been nice is all i'll say oh yes oh yes honey Speaking of what's been nice, as is tradition on our podcast, we do have to mandatorily um, talk about <laughs> Spotify Rap 2023 mandatorily. and uh, our um, the data. our stats for the year because this is a um, music mention standing podcast. Yes, which and I still need to update on my half is not surprising at all to hear, I'm sure, but... <laughs> it is what so, it is so i mean for spotify though 2023 wrapped um so i'll just like quickly go through my stats i guess and then we'll talk about what's going on in your neck of the woods so top artist of the year obviously number one is beyonce the queen um the legend the myth although funnily enough none of my top songs were beyonce um the majority of them were actually from summer walker's ep um, which was fabulous, by the way. Definitely loved that um, EP. That was fab. And um, my number two artist was SZA. Number three was Summer Walker. Four was Alkaline. Five was Popcon. My also, yeah, like just in general, everything was all over the place because my top artists were not in my uh, my number one artist was not in my top songs, and then my number one genre was my number one song, but like not really my top artist for the year. Because my top genre was Soka, and then my minutes listened was like 90,663. But my sound town was Bridgetown Barbados, which like low-key, high-key, I I was kind of hoping for like the R9. Like, you know, it was like a sign because, you know, we have to talk about Rihanna every single fucking time. So one more. So that's the that's the last one you can make this year. Of mentioning R9. Yes, That's the last, the last Rihanna the R9 last mention of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned um, for 2024 R9 mentions. But I was like, Barbados? I mean, you know? 
And uh, my top genres, soca, R&B, dancehall, Afrobeats, alternative R&B. Honestly, no surprises. Those are all like well within my top five. Um, and then also, I think my music personality was listed as Time Traveler, which was cool. I feel like this was the first time they had like those personality things where there it actually felt like not arbitrary or weird, you know, where it was like it actually held some weight. Um, because I do listen to like once I find a song or an artist or like an album that I like, I'm very likely to like revisit that and listen to it as opposed to like trying to find new music all the time. Mm-hmm. So I thought the Time Traveler was really great. The best tracks never get old. But I think my Spotify wrapped is really um, it feels a lot closer to like reality compared to like the previous two years, even though those were like still pretty good. Yeah, you know I like I mean? the personality one that they added for this. Kind of almost like, and a I also weird, really like, like the sound town horoscope. Parallel. I think the sound town is a cute addition that they that they haven't done before, and also the um the artist videos too. Those were super cute. I loved like getting like the videos from. I mean, they obviously weren't like individual videos for each person. No, yeah, they just. It's but, like, like I got one from SZA and Janelle yeah. Monae and Don Richard. Like it was, it was kind of cute. I think like. Like, as a user experience designer, I'm like, whoever thought of that is like, they know, like, they know what they're doing. Like, this is, this is good. So I love Spotify rap this year for sure. What say you, Kevin Uh, Anya? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I'm going to just share, like, I'm going to be a little brief on mine. Mine's, I feel like more or less the same as last year. Um, I have 44,483 minutes. So like literally half of what Manny has or less than half of what Manny has. May she reign supreme. Um, May she reign supreme. The town, sound town I had was Berkeley, USFA. <laughs> Faggot. Um, She's a West Coast girl. <laughs> I there were there were some memes about like Berkeley gays versus the um, Cambridge. I think was the other town on the east yeah, coast. Yeah, yeah, Cambridge. Cambridge was the other one. It was yeah. like the flavor. Pr- anyway, it was um, it was bad that for was me funny for a moment. Bad for me. Uh, my top genres were. Alternative R&B, pop, R&B, sans the alternative. Escape Room, which I think I was confused about last year when I got it, and I never looked into it, but one of them is called Escape Room. Feels a little um, sketchy. Mysterious. Yeah. And then... Questionable. <laughs> top artists, um, Jesse Ware, Beyonce, and Rina Sawayama, which kind of no surprise because... Jesse Ware, I went Sawayama. to, yeah, because Jesse Ware, uh, I went before her most recent album came out. She was doing, she was already selling tickets for the tour of it. Sorry to change it really quick, mm-hmm. but it was kind of one of those like I prefer to listen to the album before getting the ticket for the tour that the album, you know, that the the tour is mm-hmm. gonna sing. But right, Gamble paid off. It was really good, so I'm glad I got it. Um, nice too. And so basically, when I booked the tickets, I was listening to like her previous album work. Then when the ticket, like she released the album, listening to that, and then listening to it before the show, so that I got a lot of extra time because it was based on like nice. an event. And kind of like you, Yo. like Beyonce wasn't in my top five songs, but she was in my top five artists. So, and then I'm trying to remember. I think. Rina's album most recent one was released this year question mark don't quote me but 
I she's more of an evergreen artist for me. I like a lot of her old stuff and most of her new stuff that she's yeah. done recently. And then the hunter, um, you're always it was saying like you're always searching for new favorites. You skip tracks more than other listeners. Maybe it's the thrill of the chase, which I thought was kind of a read. <laughs> but I kind of say, a read to be honest. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, because like when I listen, I feel like my habit now has been in a phase of searching for new music very casually but mm-hmm. when i come across an album like a whole ass album i will listen to it through straight like two or three times before then starting right. to skip and finding like what's my favorite to add to like my like playlist but right. you know sometimes if i'm just not vibing with it i just skip <clears throat> excuse me yeah i mean usually like i feel like well first of all that's kind of like our procedure right Mm. (laughs) like when we do our music mentions we're very like well okay if we're gonna listen to an album yeah listen to the whole thing front to back at least once no skips to like do the whole thing right i feel like especially because now a lot of artists are trying to make albums more cohesive together and if they want to make something that's not related then it's just eat like just do like an extended ep thing and that's just throw whatever you want in there exactly so yeah because i feel like you you kind of like this is why i'm always like an advocate for like listening to albums front to back at least once even if you're like because you you'll never you'll never know if you're gonna miss like the things like i feel like renaissance was the perfect example of like this is why when you listen to albums you listen to the whole thing front to back because there were so many things in there that just make sense like like even now honestly when i listen to like some of my favorite songs from the renaissance the way that the 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 songs start and end like the transitions are like embedded in my brain that like you just it it's hard to listen to the song without listening to the whole um, thing those diodes were actually for was injecting permanent memories (laughs) of the beyonce renaissance transitions yes so i mean like you know you you kind of have to like you have to listen to the whole thing at least once and if you don't you're if you get it you get it you don't you don't poop if you get it you get it you don't you don't yeah so speaking of music mentions um after our last episode of the podcast manny also went to the renaissance world tour 2023 she was in the b section getting her fucking life not only was it like my first fucking concert it was also fucking fucking concert that's what's crazy to me is how much this bitch gasses on about music I'm not even like I'm not even that much of a concert goer. I've gone maybe to like less than a handful in my young life so far, but I'm still going yeah. to like whatever shows and stuff. But Manny's never been to a single concert. That's crazy yeah, for a ninety thousand minutes, bitch. I I know I know. But what I feel way like to start? like I know. I, th- that's what I'm saying too. Is like <laughs> I feel so like my thing. Okay, hear me out. Now, the problem is if I go to another concert or anything, what in the fuck is going to talk? Oh, my Renaissance God. World Tour You're going to be like, she's not even coming out on the you know stage what I mean? floor. Like, what? There's no horse like here. There's you, no disco ball horse, yeah. Renee. Like, where's Renee? Like, like how does one even top that? You know what I mean? Unless Beyonce releases, like, part two. You're gonna you know have, what I'm like, saying? concert adrenaline now where you can, like, pretty much only go to, like... 
right. highest level production concerts tickets starting at I mean, two thousand dollars. As I fucking should, you know what I mean? But also like it was it was it was such an amazing experience. Like just one like making eye contact with Beyonce, like her knowing of my like existence and what she littlest way possible. Your soul. Like she saw your past she stared your future. through my soul. She broke she braked my soul. Like <laughs> I just it was it was unbelievable. Um and like it was also like I think like one of the hidden things of the Renaissance store was how she featured, especially like now, like also because I went to go see the Renaissance film too, right? Like now that that was released, yeah. it, it um, had to be documented. I mean, obviously, like, yeah. Like seeing how she featured ballroom, like so, I feel like authentically and like without you know appropriating it in the way that like maybe other artists have done in the past or have been like scrutinized for. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Beyonce did it perfectly because I think ballroom as a culture can be very like gatekeepy and rightfully so right like there's there are people who i think aren't happy with you know even the way that beyonce did it but i think like relatively speaking compared to other ways that ballroom has been represented um even like as far as like the the show legendary right i think when i was there for the tour i love seeing how there were like people from ballroom that i knew like who I followed from mm-hmm. ballroom in the show, right? Shout out to like Honey Balenciaga. Like it was, it was cool to know that like those people from ballroom, um, like Carlos was in it too, Darius, like they were all like representatives of that and they got to do that and like live in their truth and perform as part of it. And it, it was, it felt like they were part of the production, they influenced the production. Um, they obviously gained from the production in whatever ways, whether that was monetary like or right. And it just it felt really full circle. Um, also loved seeing Blue come out. Like that was also low-key one of my favorite moments. And like in the Renaissance film, I was fucking screaming just because like it was one of those, like, Blue is kind of like the princess now, and everyone's just like, oh my god, like the whole like auntie uncle energy like for me it was just like imagining like blue is like my niece you know and it's just like (laughs) seeing her do the thing and how she was portrayed in the renaissance film like her relationship with amari and how they talked about that and the story it was just (sighs) the whole renaissance era was just like fucking amazing like i could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on (laughs) but it's just truly amazing like design wise artistry also from the renaissance film i learned that like beyonce is really into like um lighting which is something that i didn't know like how like the lighting design of her sets and stuff when she does performances um, i also really like seeing like i i did really enjoy seeing the behind the scenes stuff of like how the production was like put together like she even talked about in the film how they were like three stages and how when they were performing at one stage, two others were like actively being built at the next venue. Like just like knowing and understanding the scale of what they were doing and like yeah, and how the like, amount of people involved is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Because that's the only way we hear about behind the scenes stuff because she doesn't really post like she doesn't do right. stories on social media because she's not touring like she tours once every day. Right you know every album right. which takes time um yeah no actually there's um, crazy. 
it's on Netflix, who I'm kind of beefing with, but that's a whole other story. But there is this <laughs> show called Abstract, like the the Art of Design, I think is the full title. Oh, I love that series. Yeah, yeah. I want them to make a third season. But anyway, I they, forget which season it's on, but they do one on a, for those who don't know, each episode's based on a different area of design. Quick tangent. Yeah. And one of them, they have a set design episode. And um, yeah. the woman who... Uh, who's like the expert of for set designing is kind of how they structure i almost forgot about that episode i think she did a few of beyonce's like older tour like stage setups yes yeah and yeah it's so many moving parts like i would never do like we don't do lighting for live lighting at my job Mm -hmm. because of how much (laughs) goes into it we wouldn't do stage lighting it's just if it moves like it's not happening right so sorry there's like it's so just like it has to it's be crazy. so calculated like truly right there's there's so many like moving and i mean it, it's not like like obviously like you know there are a lot of moving parts and putting on a performance like that but like just the way that like she kind of articulated the scale and like showed some of the behind the scenes of like literally how th- like like people like like a fucking osha probably needed to be involved like the scale at which they were doing things the set that they were building in the stadiums like it's like an actual like industrial like production that was happening um which is just like it's it's super cool really to see i i love seeing like the behind i feel like as designers we love seeing kind of like the nerdy like behind the scenes like decisions and and all of that like those details that go into it like which is like really together. cool right and you and i mean you really start to like respect the the artistry and the amount of effort that goes into like every person who is involved because like we all like i feel like we all kind of like hail and praise beyonce for all of these things but like ain't no way she fucking does all that shit alone like <laughs> She might be like the artist and director, but there she has a great a team lot. to be able to yeah. do things at the scale and like level and quality at which she does. It's 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 kind of like very pretty cherry picked cream of the crop like team. Very yeah, like she's like not just gonna get any so cool. like set designer. She's gonna try to get someone that's like that right. can make what she visions a reality. Because even even vice versa. <laughs> Like, I mean, we probably should have put a spoiler alert on the Renaissance film, I guess. But like, even like even in the film, there was like a couple scenes that have been turned into memes now where she was talking to like some of her lighting experts about like the the kinds of lights that are available and like the specific lengths and like technical specifications. And she was basically like clocking them in the film for how like you said this didn't exist, but I literally just Googled it and it does. So and what? You know what I mean? Like, like she's involved, like she knows what the fuck she's talking about so it's just like to see Lighting that side of like her too. like right and how she's like fucking involved she's in like that. we are she not wasting the like, budget on this right she's like i am the budget and what i want we will get <laughs> and if it doesn't exist we will fucking make the technology okay you know what i mean like um I i'm will. into that like that's I mean, it's just everything. my investigations like Right. So I, I, I love seeing that kind of more like product production, like businesswoman aspects of like B that we don't really get to see. Um, and she also talked a little bit about like her personas and stuff, which is really cool. Um, 
So, yeah, anyway, the Renaissance era is still continuing. Part one <laughs> is over. Maybe we'll see a part two. Remember when we were, um, like, embarrassed when we would be mentioning Renaissance again for whatever reason? Yo, and now it's, like... Listen, it was everything. Still it's a whole involved era. in the year. Right. Renee, like, I think even, Renee, like, Renee, now the horse is, like, an is icon a, of, like, herstory. Well, apparently... The color silver, like... Oh, no, I everything. don't know if you saw this. Apparently, Beyonce posted um like on instagram renee getting off of a plane when she like landed in brazil for her brazil portion of the tour oh i didn't see that yeah icon honestly icon um but then in other uh music mention news we also got um i just really quickly wanted to shout out cobra by megan the stallion specifically oh, man, he's because his big ass nerd glasses <laughs> yeah. out right now he's ready within to push the them first... up to you right now Yo. to tell you <laughs> within the first fucking 30 seconds of that fucking music video she came out of a fucking snake like fucking orochimaru from naruto and the way that I was fucking hollering and screaming for like From hours at a time, Manny was screaming. Like, and then I wrong. like fucking spammed Kevin and Ray like before because then what gets me is like weeks after the music video like released, she posted literally a thing on Instagram that showed her rendition of it in the music video, like the visuals, and then the the specific scene when Orochimaru is revived by Sasuke Kabuto and like it, it was just like I was just like wow Megan is really a fucking weave and I live for that Man, because like, I fucking told y'all yo she the really theory said was he like a wild fox looking for Sasuke because I I just I couldn't she I was, will let I was you screaming know. she will let you know that's why she got the Crunchyroll promo that year yo yo megan she she ate that she ate that she shouldn't do like another um, collab with crunchyroll again she really should like i i think it's like i think it's so cool and there's i feel like there's such a niche like intersection of her fan base like, that like doesn't she go that, as like you know? an anime character like every halloween now or something i think so yeah I know she did a photo shoot like just straight up mm-hmm. cosplaying kind of yeah so Megan's a weeb. She also like put that <laughs> in our industry, and I fucking live for weeb. it. You couldn't just had to throw that out there. Go watch Cobra by Megan the Stallion. <laughs> um, and then also the elephant in the room, which we talked about earlier, which is Pink Friday Two by Miss Onika Tanya Mirage. <laughs> okay. Um, I gotta say, and I'm just gonna say it. I don't think it was her best work. That okay. is consensus I've been hearing from fellow like-minded yeah. ARP friends. And like, hear me out, because like, obviously this is not a hate the Nicki Minaj fucking podcast or show, whatever. Like, we love Miss mm-hmm. Onika. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say there were there were some really great songs in it that I really did like. But I think like when I when I think about albums and when I think about like the original Pink Friday, what that album like represented for her career and like, you know, all of the moving parts and stuff that like goes along with that. Um, I think there were aspects of it that I feel like that were missing in terms of like, when we think about going back to, to the original Pink Friday, like how does she carry the, the original into this version two and, and like the, just the overall like art artistry and experience in the body of work of it, it didn't feel 
as as explicitly as a sequel to Pink Friday 2 outside of the name. You know what mm. I mean? Not much and references I think, or like, callbacks. Right, right. Like there there were some aspects of it like obviously like Drake and Little Wayne were on it. Um but also also like at the same time Drake and Little Wayne almost always get a feature in every single one of the albums that she's done since then, right? Like, so they're regulars. It's not at this that point. special. <laughs> right, right. They're kind of regulars. Um and also like there were quite a few songs sprinkled in, like some of the best songs from the album were already released as singles, right? Like Red Ruby to Sleeves was already out there. Um, you know, it, it was just like, it, I don't think it was her best that she's done. That being said, the intro, Are You Gone Already, is one of my favorite intros like I've ever heard on an album, like ever period. I think I loved like hearing just in those first like 30 seconds of like her son and her baby and how soft and like feminine it was and like how like it, it felt really personal and like expressive, which I really, really loved. Like the, the start was strong on this album. Are You Gone Already was really, really good. Um, I also like a couple other songs that I really, really liked was R&B. I think that was probably like my favorite like rap rap feature like rapper album song that she did if that makes sense like that i really liked mm -hmm. r&b um red ruby to sleeves obviously we kind of like that came out like prior to that forward from trini like nikki always gives us a good like little like dance hall island vibe like a little you know i always love to hear i feel like in every single album she does just like just a little callback to the to the trini you know mm -hmm. so we love a little island vibe bam bam was really good um, and then, you know, for the, I think the album overall kind of tapered down towards the end. Um, overall, like, is it a terrible album and I'll never listen to it in full ever again? No. Um, but there are definitely, there are definitely songs that I cherry pick and go back to like, like how you're talking about earlier about skips, right? Now that I've listened to the album multiple times from front to back, no skips. Okay. Like I know what I like. I know like. There are some songs that are better than others. Like, I think now actually FTCU, like Fuck This Club Up, has now become like a TikTok trend, I think, recently. Um, so that's popping off for her. That's cute. But there were, I, I think, like, she's had better albums than mm -hmm. this one. And I feel like, I, I feel like this wouldn't be as much of a letdown if she didn't title it Pink Friday 2. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I think one of the glaring omissions from this was like either a callback to like um to Roman or or like anything like that, right? Like some of the alter egos that she had, like from her early career, um, I think we're kind of missing from that. Mm -hmm. But it it was still like an okay slash like good album overall, but it's not her greatest and. I would hate to see her like stop producing albums after this one, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if it's like her calling a pink Friday too, was just like, be like, Oh, like this is like the next step for me or something. Cause like how significant pink Friday the first time was, but yeah, maybe that got confused and she was trying to make a direct sequel yeah. and did not pay off. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the sequel aspects of it felt 
as like directly connected to the mm. original Pink Friday, especially after like because because I went back like I mean this happens with every artist, but whenever a um a new album comes out. I think generally speaking, a lot of people will go back and listen to previous albums in anticipation of the new one. And like when I was doing that, it was like, okay, like, you know, it has some of the same like soft and feminine stuff like she did in the intro. Like that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, It felt like very like kind of um, triumphant. Like I did that, you know, but at the same time, it almost kind of felt like. I don't know. It it just felt like she this was like a because of because of where I'm at and my career, I can just put out anything out there and the girls would kind of eat it up. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is like to a certain extent isn't a lie, right? Because like some people like, like the barbs. Album, that's referencing right. something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, it just didn't live up to that might yeah. have been more favorable. Cause then it's like I'm teasing. It just didn't live music. up to the expectations. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was really promoted and like critically acclaimed as like the sequel to Pink Friday that was going to be the sequel of all sequels. But I think it kind of fell. And this the same thing happens with movies, right? Where like the original version of the movie compared to the sequel just doesn't add up, you know. And it was just kind of unfortunate. It's hard to break the curse. Yeah. I mean, I still like it. There are, again, some really great songs out of it, but I don't think it was as good as the original Pink Friday at the time that it was released. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's Nikki's best work yet, is my final verdict. But were there some good tracks on it? Hell to the fucking yeah, there were. But as a body of work and as a sequel to the original Pink Friday, not as good as I I anticipated or wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, you can also, like... We do it all the time. You can criticize and analyze something and still enjoy it to a degree. True. This has to be end all be all for some, for others, you know. So, I mean, now that I've taken all of our airwave time over <laughs> all of our music mentions, um, I think we're going to segue into a little break, Yana. Yeah, and um, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some more specific things that have happened in 2023. Do a little reflection, a little come down, if you will, and also maybe like look forward to a little bit of what's next in 2024. Because I also feel like I ha- we haven't really been able to think about that up until recently. So yeah, I've been very much not yeah. thinking for the past three months, <laughs> just for like <laughs> As mental sanity. Like, I've had my brain right. turned off for quite some time. Yeah. it's It's been a week of rest for Manny, at the very least. Oh my God, Let's the just most say I've that. ever seen you take a break from something. Like, truly. So, not even like, yeah, I'm taking a break from work, but also about updating my website. Like, no, you truly were like, yeah. I'm taking a break. I, I did good this week. I did nothing but, like, lay in bed, wake up late, play fucking games, and not do shit gonna, for, like, literally claps, five days cl- straight. Clap for you, Manny. <laughs> clap for you. So, speaking of breaks, we're going to do a little bit more of that for the next few minutes, and then we'll <laughs> yes. come back. Be back. Hello, we're back. We're back. After a... Back, back again. After a much-needed break. So yeah, that was our music mentions of 2023. 
And don't forget to check out our music mentions playlist. Yes. In the description of the podcast on Spotify. (laughs) GGT music mentions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the reason we have not been able to record as it was hinted at with all of the lifetimes we've had this year. (laughs) When I say lifetimes, I mean like changes. And I mean like everyone goes through changes. It was just Manny seemed to have a lot this year. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I would say for the best. Like truly. uh, Most of it. Um, But for me, I think when we last recorded, you know I'm not going to go back and listen to it right now, but... On our last recording, I recently started a new job. Spoiler warning, still with her. Having, mm-hmm. you know, having my little corporate nine to five uh, adult work big boy job. Performing exceptionally well from what I've been hearing recently. I like to think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely got like a little comfortable like in the fall after being there. So I feel like mm-hmm. I had to like tighten back up a little bit I'm like nope can't do this too soon um so that's been cute i mean and then and he also pays the bills like truly what comes down to um mm-hmm. and then my move to new york city was a success uh we made it here girls she's in nyc um, yeah she has she has a place for me to visit when i come back next I, year yes i always <laughs> i let the besties know as long as they give me mm-hmm. a heads up in advance. <laughs> and that no more right. than two show up because we don't have much space. It is a New York City apartment. <laughs> I mean, it is New York, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but it's been it's been cute. I like it was kind of a whirlwind moving, obviously. Like if anyone's moved anywhere at any time at all, you get it. Um, yeah. I mean, can we just look, like moving is just such a fucking biatch, honestly. I truly I'm like, am like I hate I'm moving. not gonna move unless I can afford movers. So whichever one of those happens first, we'll see. But like that's what me and my mom said when we bought this house in 2020, and then and fucking COVID like, said, fuck you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Oh my god. Oh, it's so Jesus. funny. In hindsight, I'm like, damn, we really got fucked. The one time that we were able to, like, afford movers and do, like, actual moving stuff, and they were like, fuck you, COVID. Oh, my God. Jesus. We were able to get junk removers in COVID, but not, like, movers. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, But, yeah, I... Yeah, I'm truly just like sure hope they don't raise the rent because I do not want to move within the year. Like I really it was enough of an adventure without movers. I don't need to experience it again. Um, but it's been fun. Uh I have enjoyed and appreciate like the things that I can do now that I wasn't able to like be my little queer self more often. I've been seeing more local drag shows just here and there, seeing people in person more often being a little social um that being said this winter i will cocoon myself i will not be leaving my apartment <laughs> i need to hibernate <laughs> and recharge it's giving hibernation my social battery was never that high to begin with i've been working on it same after especially yeah. after like covid like reset my brain probably multiple times yeah. um so or like chill hangouts you know like little little apartment get together a little getty house here and party. There, you know yeah but like yeah be outside a little less until the spring thaws and then we'll see where the wind takes me 
Um, yeah. But truly, like, that has been it for me. I mean, I feel like nothing else that has happened hither to there has been that big. I mean, like, the financing type things are coming. Um, and I hope 24 is a better year for a lot of people. Uh, 23 was kind of rough. Like, just in general, not just finances, but just in general, 23 was rough for a lot of girls I know. Shout out to mm-hmm. them. So I think 24 will be better just because of the way some things have ended that I know. Um, yeah. I think macroeconomically, it's just kind of like sucked. Just like some of the repercussions and like side effects so of COVID and all like, that stuff. It's been rough. I think a lot of things were rushed, but that's a different topic. Um, yeah. But now we'll get into Manny's lifetime moment. Uh, number seven. No, I'm kidding. But oh she's God. been busy, like truly. Like she was listening to all before and it was like impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know I created such like a resume until like we were literally sitting here figuring out like a what year we wanted review. to talk about in which order. Because <laughs> I, I don't even like, oh know if these are God. I don't know if these are chronological even. I feel I know they just have happened. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like so since our last episode, um, I went to London to go visit our bestie. Shout out to Azad. Um, I started teaching at a, <laughs> a community college that I went to a few years ago. I've also done some speaking events here and there, um, most namely um, getting featured on the Revision Path podcast, um, which also like shout out to them. Like Maurice Cherry is awesome. Um, what he's doing at the revision path, I think is like so important and really cool. Um, unfortunately, I think they're like having trouble with funding and fundraising and stuff like that. So like the podcast is to take a bit of a hiatus. Um, but it was like truly, truly an honor to be one asked to be part of that podcast and invited on as a guest was like, Honestly, I was, I thought it was like spam because I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I was like, and then when I realized what it was, I was like, how the fuck have I never heard about this podcast before? It was like, um, who is Manny? <laughs> and this is the, that as a podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. Besides um, this one too, so I guess. It was, so for, for those of you who don't know what the revision path is, um, it's a podcast that is by a black creative slash designer um, who features other black creatives and designers like web developers, UX designers, people who work in the tech industry, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's, I think, one of the few, if not only, to be archived as part of like the Smithsonian's like collection, which is also like really huge. Um, so like everything that I said in that podcast is going to be in some way part of like a museum's archive, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, and like, I just like after, like after Maurice reached out to me and like, I was, you know, obviously like the, the podcast has, you know, done been recorded and released. I think the episode was released on Halloween. Actually, I think it was October October 30th or the 31st. Um, 
And really the, the formula is just kind of like he introduces black designers to his audience and the different ways that they work, the different ways that they got to where they are, the different intersections that they fulfill both like personally and professionally. Um, he's a really great host and an interviewer. He was really easy to work with. Like, I, I honestly can't say enough things about like how great it was to be like a part of that. Um, and also just like how, how cool it was to like, to to realize that other people that I've either looked up to or or even work at IBM for example we have we have other IBM design executives who were featured on the podcast like long before I was oh, and so when I started cool. looking into the podcast and like learning about what it was and listening to some of the episodes um I either came across like black designers who who I knew and or or heard of or respected or in some way um or maybe those who I've never heard of before who it's like well I know who the fuck they are now mm -hmm. um and so I just thought that was really cool to like not only be to 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 be like asked to be a part of such an incredible roster, right. Of people who have been on the podcast before I was, um, was kind of like a huge, like, like, damn, I'm actually, I guess I'm doing something right here. Right. But also like being able to feature who I was not just, um, feel, I guess, small in a way if that, if that makes sense. So yeah, that was, no, that was like actually probably like one of the higher part of a really highlights cool collective. of the year for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, and, and since then, you know, like I've, I've tried to, um, support the podcast in various ways, which, um, I'll probably, I'll post the link to like donate to the revision path and, and like continue to help funding them because I do think like, even, even regardless of me being featured on the podcast, obviously what, what he's doing with the podcast and I think what it represents for the industry at large, where people who look like me, who talk like me, who sound like me are largely underrepresented. Um, it's, it's, it's really what he's doing is really important in more ways than one. Um, so I would love to see it to continue. I've done been since donated to the cause and you should too. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. If you're interested in, um, you know, design and tech and creativity, um, and specifically of the black variety and, and different places that people work, their different walks of life. It's, you know, and, and I think what I liked about it the most is it wasn't just, um, you know, the most popular or notable black designers in the industry. It was, it was people like me. It was people like, um, I think Tolu Adigbite, shout out to her. She, she had a really great episode that there's a lot of layers and, and things that Maurice covers and his interview of people as designers working in the industry. That's just really cool. So like, if you've never listened to the revision path podcast, you've never heard of it. Um, one, go listen to it Two, donate and support it so that Maurice can keep making the content that he's making because it is so fucking important what he's doing. Yeah. I definitely think um, it's a good idea to put the donation link. In the description. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. For sure. So, um, despite the the tangent of things that have happened, the revision path was a really one. huge highlight. Yeah, the very important, um, <laughs> slightly the adjacent list, path, really. uh, revision path. Yeah, that was that was definitely a highlight. I think of my years just being being asked to be a part of something that that I feel is like truly that important is like really really full circle cool. Um, and then lastly, TwitchCon. Um, TwitchCon 2023 happened. I, I was, um, a panelist this year. So, 
um, a bunch of my friends from the Twitch community and software and game development. Um, shout out to like Mel and True and Melky and Learning with Leon and It's Jay Phils. Like we had a really um, successful panel on like coding on Twitch and um, not necessarily how to get started, but like how it could potentially benefit benefit people, whether they're like learning about code or practicing code and want to like, you know, build their eminence and their network and people in the industry and start networking. Um, It was a really great panel. There were also like, (laughs) funnily enough, I think we were all kind of like low key, like worried that like nobody was going to show up either. Um, But it was, we actually had like an exceptionally great turnout like there were people from the software and game dev community that came out there were twitch staffers who were there that came out in support of us um and also like really special thank you and shout out to mel um who uh, her twitch twitch.tv slash juicebox hero she's the one who asked me to be a part of it she's the one who organized the whole thing like did all of the organizing around us being on the panel and did such a great job putting it together and making and also like having a diverse um panel of people to be on it of not just people like me who are like sort of like mediocre developers but work as designers but also like you know people who are like really talented you know developers or content creators um and also like probably one of the highlights was meeting like learning with leon because he is also just someone that i like really respect and he did this really great boot camp um called 100 devs if you haven't heard of it before that basically taught people for free like tech skills how to become a web developer all that stuff and he was a part of the panel like totally respected and kind of like fangirled about him like before the panel and then after getting to meet him and talk with him and just like chill you know it was he's just as awesome as a person as i would have hoped he was which was (laughs) really cool um so twitchcon 23 was 2020 yeah (laughs) 2023 was a really great experience the panel was awesome that being said hosting it in las vegas was um not the best place geographically to do it i think had to balance Um, it out somehow i guess yeah i i would say historically speaking and this is only from going to twitchcon once before in 2022 with yours truly on the podcast and some of our other girlies um san diego is leagues better i don't think las vegas is really the place for me nor the destination for other like twitch viewers and community i don't even know know who vegas is for anymore at this point (laughs) yeah vegas i don't know people um, who like want to go to vegas if i'm being honest with you yeah to be honest like vegas is not some place that i'm gonna go willy-nilly um that being said also an interesting side effect yeah if ever again um but an interesting side effect of that was um so in addition to i think now becoming really close with like mel and true and all of the people that were a part of the panel and like an interesting side effect was i got to meet up with probably one of if not the oldest friends of mine that I have from the internet. Oh, yeah. You're um, talking about A this. friend of mine, Riley. Yeah. Shout out to my friend Riley. I don't even know if he listens to the podcast. I think I told him about it, but I don't know if he listens. Um, he's, he's a straighty, by the way. He's not really one of the girls, <laughs> but... 
Um, he was someone who was very, you know, I think important to me when I was, we, we met when we were like in middle school, I'm talking like seventh or eighth grade we were on the, yeah, we were on the internets, you know, before discord, before like, you know, even team speak, maybe like we're talking like, oh, gee, like deep internet. Right. We're talking about like, yeah. And, um, it was, we, we had never met in person. Um, but I did, I did know that he, he lived in, in Las Vegas for the longest time. And, um, when I came to Las Vegas, I, I, it it had been so long since we'd even talked that I forgot he even lived there when I went. And so, um, when he reached out to me, I was like, oh my fucking God, like, yeah, we have to meet up. We have to make this work. And, um, we had a really great, um, reunion and it was it was very like full circle moment of like we were really important to each other at the time that we were really close friends and have since you know grown up as adults and and largely parted ways and you know have kind of matured into you know just being adults and you know naturally people grow apart that's just a part of life um but it was really cool to just kind of like talk and and catch up and reminisce and um like learn about like what we've all been up to since like the times that we were just fucking delinquents on the internet basically. Um, so, so that was really cool. Um, and then also like probably the biggest thing that I have accomplished this year was like wrapping up my first semester of teaching. Um, that was, Definitely a Y'all can uh, track still folks. Yes, uh, she is also a teacher now. That was a fucking challenge and a half. It's been uh interesting seeing your teacher journey from your perspective because Yeah. I have some other friends that started teaching this year, but like they're like very different levels, ages, and like uh subjects that they teach. But Mm -hmm. they're still the all-encompassing just general teacher stuff that comes together. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, me not There's, being a teacher. No, it's it's so funny because like no matter um, it and it's it's even more poignant to me because yesterday I had met up with um, probably one of the more influential teachers in my life from high school. Who she was my anatomy teacher in high school, like anatomy forever Interesting. ago. Interesting. Yeah. That would be the class I think you teacher. would like make a life look like. <laughs> like you know, you know what it path. is? I, I know. And it it's so it's so weird because in the the weirdest way, she is kind of like it it's corny to say like soulmate, but like you know, you know how they're just it, like people that you come across works. in your life. Yeah, where you're just like you realize that had they you had been born at different you. times or had you been, had you grown up together, you probably would have been best friends. And she's, she, she was, she's one of those people to me where it's like, we're at very different points in our lives, but there are just things about each other that we just get in the way that we operate, the way that we are, our, our experiences growing up, some of the challenges and adversity that we face. I like, mean, it feels weird, dumb to say, cause like, it means the same thing, but like, like a mentor teaching moment like even if it's not something that you end up with she's still teaching other stuff aspect life exactly yes like it wasn't really that we connected over the subject matter that she was teaching it was just like just like as people she just 
Yeah, she just so happened to really understand who I was. I think even before I really knew that when I was in high school. And, um, you know, she she just really, I think, supported me in a way that maybe I didn't realize at the time was important, but was, I think, arguably influential, right, in my formative years of high school and development. And and since I graduated in 2014, I mean, now it's like 20, we, we've been friends since then. We've stayed in contact. We've met up and, and you know, we, we don't get to talk and kiki and haha every fucking day, you know, because we're, you know, we're both adults. She's a mom. She has a family. Yeah. Like. This is not somebody who's, you know, it's like she's a busy so girl. Good just to like have I am, like right? that connection at least. Yeah. You know, however infrequent it is in your life still. Yeah. And so I think like, I mean, ever since her and some other like influential people that were part of my educational career, I guess, like, um, I I think I definitely like teach teaching and teachers hold a very special place in my heart and mind, honestly. And like now now that it, it's 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 a full circle moment because she was one of the people who inspired me to like maybe even consider teaching in the first place as a career path mm-hmm. um and then you know full circle moment like a year later after realizing that like I actually did start teaching um and it, it like it went really well and it it's it's something that I found that I do really enjoy the first time that I taught this class was very successful um, it was so su- successful, in fact, that I'm going to be teaching it again in the spring. Um, so in January, I will be tweaking the course definitely and making some adjustments um, and improvements. I mean, I'd say you um, got through your first year having never taught before or like, I mean, you technically have taught, but like in a academic yeah, environment, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, Teach, like like I, I, I think teaching, one of the weird things is that arguably I started teaching on my Twitch stream. Um, and arguably I I was even exhibiting like, I guess, teacher like qualities when I was in college. Um, but those weren't really things like signals and feedback that I really recognized until another teacher of mine from college asked me to come back to teach where I'm teaching now. And so four years later, you know, it's, it's, it's all like a weird full circle moment. Um, but now that I've done it, I've seen it, I've experienced it. And, you know, a sample size of one class isn't the greatest. But I think the mixture of the subject matter, the students that I'm teaching, the college that I'm teaching in at, um, the types of students that I have in my class, and the relationship that I have with the college that I'm teaching at being a former alumni um, it's really full circle. It feels really important and maybe not necessarily like a calling or like a one of those sentimental, like, this is my reason or purpose for being. Um, But it definitely feels like something important that in hindsight is something that I, I can and should be doing at least in the particular subject matter that I'm, that I'm interested in that I'm teaching for the college. Yeah. So it goes, I think it all relates to your uh, desire for sharing knowledge like just straight up because like i know you i think so you've been my unofficial financial advisor and teacher (laughs) for the last three years so i've experienced it i just have to pay college credit for it but yeah you you got it for free i got Um, for free bitch but i mean yeah yeah, like like i mean you do it on twitch for like the projects you're working on and like you know people can learn a thing or two from your work ethic and workflow for sure i know i could 
I don't know. So, I, I think this like, in practice in like two different. Like yeah, you're, you're teaching like two different gambits, like or spectrums of like teaching. Being from casually on yeah. Twitch, where you're definitely also like community focused, and then like mm-hmm. an academic environment where it's like more structured, but also more like I guess full and extensive teaching yeah you know what I mean? like i i think i get to have more impact being part of like an institution also, I mean, that's for education and it's also so. like a design course so like the whole yeah. thing is also just more intimate in general as a class anyway right so i mean all's well that ends well like you know this last quarter of the year as you can see Ooh, we were I'm not able to just record from because <laughs> right I, i've bitches been, were living yeah. entire lifetimes I'm for the that, last like three months decently settled now but i've definitely uh you know mentally have some stuff uh and mm-hmm. i've been just taking it easy since the move and everything um, i know and I mean, so when i was like oh, maybe it's thing, been a so. few months how's it going and manny's like so i did this and also doing this <laughs> like we were I communicating know. mainly just in memes i feel like for right a few weeks there i know it wasn't really until this week that we just started like gaming and memeing and chilling and i honestly been loving it yeah honestly it's gonna be um i'm i'm looking forward to so you know so today actually i've been like sort of getting back into my productive self so to speak and like can't keep her down um, for very long but it was yeah you can't keep me down um but but this time it 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 felt different because it was more from a place of not feeling guilty that i'm doing nothing or i have to be productive or like you know like i have to do something and produce and you know because first of all just so y'all know and this is for all y'all out there you are more than what you produce and like in this capitalistic world, like, let's be real, it doesn't always feel that way. Mm. And all the time I struggle with, like, you know, there's that inner, you know, saboteur that's like, you have to be doing something. You have to be productive. You have to make money. You have to be hustling. You have to do da 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 on side hustle on side hustle. Right. And, like, you're, you are more than what you produce. And, like, don't feel like because you're not doing something that somebody else is doing or you're not making as much money as somebody else is, or you're not like, you know, achieving these accolades that people are. It doesn't mean that like your value is lesser than, or that you are, you're not doing what you can and should be doing in that very moment. Because like from a very like real, real on the real, real, like there were also things this year that I had to deal with that were like a complete fucking catastrophe or were like enormously stressful. And it was not great for like my physical or mental health whatsoever. Um, and part of those things were due to all of those, like, you know, inner saboteur, like I have to be doing this. I have to be doing all of these things all at once. And then other parts of it were just things that are out of my control that I just, you know life just slaps you in the face and you're like what the fuck right so like take it at your pace do it your way um and do it do it because you want to and because it's rewarding and it's something that you want to do i think if anything teaching has kind of taught me that is like now that i'm an adjunct like it's 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 a pseudo like side hustle because i have a part-time like extra job on the side but now it's something that I'm doing because I want to do it and because I enjoy doing it. 
and I'm getting paid enough in other areas and satisfying my basic needs with other things that now that I find something that I enjoy and I can get paid a little bit of money for it, that's great. And that's enough for me. And whatever is enough for you is enough. It doesn't have to be enough for everyone else and it doesn't have to be the most. Absolutely. Sometimes I think Amen. like figuring out what's enough for you and what you want and what you want to achieve and what's enough is enough. And you don't need any more than that. I'm so. make sure a certain bestie of mine hears those wise words because it's just <laughs> it's just been rough out there. I've talked about with some other friends where like bitches like cannot find another job. It's like so I know mm-hmm. a lot of people who are like stuck in one right now that like they'd rather leave, but the market looks kind of bad, or like yeah, I had a friend, you know struggling and it's just like constant like waiting and like rejection or like whatever from like these companies that are not hiring right now Um, no i mean it was absolutely awful like that kind of stuff happens to everyone and even me this year i was like do i want to switch jobs do i want to leave like this is depressing layoffs fucking suck corporate america blah, blah 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 you know it's like Everybody, I think everybody goes through that and it's like, you're not like crazy if you think that like this is kind of fucked up because it kind of is. We're just, oh yeah, this isn't our, this isn't really our reality. We're just living in it sometimes. You know what I mean? And there are things unfortunately beyond our control that characters for what's happening. Like truly sometimes some of things take center stage. Like it it happens. Yeah. But to end on a positive note, I think like for all of the like ups and downs at 2023, I think if it's one thing, I don't know if you like have like a major takeaway you're learning, but I think, I think for me, what I'm taking away most from this year is the power of reflection and like being able to truly, well, I'll say, I'll say rest and reflection, not just reflection for the sake of producing a reflection for your fucking annual review, but actually resting and actively resting and thinking about what you've did, what you want to do, or even if you're just thinking about what you learned, you know, like here comes, you know, many of the teacher just, you know, whatever, <laughs> but just active rest and reflection, I think has been really powerful as a takeaway for me and understanding that Sometimes you you need that in order to be able to move forward and make changes. You can't just like be constantly going and going and going and going and going. Because if you don't stop to reflect and rest, then you're just going to be constantly turning the wheel, burn yourself out, make, you know, terrible mistakes that you wouldn't have otherwise made. And so rest and reflection, I think, is my theme takeaway from this year. And hopefully I'll be able to do more of it in 2024. (laughs) <laughs> and take my own fucking damn advice if you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah it's so easy to give it as opposed to following because i've been there it is so um, easy yeah because very similar to that um i've kind of been learning like oh like you know i don't devote enough time for myself to actually like sit down and like work on a craft or a skill as much like i'm just not that i feel like i have to like you said for content but mm-hmm. like i feel like there are like some new skills I want to learn or like pick up some skills that I left behind at one point or another. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, cause I'm like, I'm not making any time 
to like do that I'll always be like oh like when I have free time but like even then I'm like in my free time I'm not listening or like really thinking or like being aware right. so working on that like kind of reflection for myself for the next year sometimes I feel like I would get like burnt out or like force myself to do stuff that I wasn't like why am I doing this you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah uh yeah I think that and then also just like 2023 was like just year of experiences like I didn't go into some of the downs that I had or like any of the other smaller stuff but seeing a lot of friends go through personal struggles and stuff kind of uh I guess gave me some lessons as well just to be corny and like after school special yeah. about it um you can learn I from think, others mistakes not just your own and you can learn from what other people experience just lot, not but i also be doing lots of mistakes <laughs> <laughs> um so learning you know, blah 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 your growth um and actually i feel like usually i'm the type that's a little more cynical and it's like well it's gonna be just another year next year but i feel like 2024 i'm like being more optimistic i've been about a new year in like a long ass time just just mm. a little bit just a little bit just a wee bit more yeah but hey that's progress you know what i mean mm. so mm-hmm. sounds like a 2023 wrapped for me am i right hopefully you got a little wisdom a little um a little giggle a little cackle um a little music mentions which you should <laughs> Totally check out in our description <laughs> in the back. Yes, we appreciate any listens yeah. or you know feedback. If you want to email at us at gaygeekytired at gmail.com. That'd be maybe we appreciate the support. Any feedback, let us know. And yeah. With that, like that. we'll see you see in you 2024, I suppose. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye.